Hello, welcome to my podcast for the movie Prayers for Bobby, produced by Damien Gatsweski. Um, the story takes place in the late 1970s in Walnut Creek, California. The main characters that I'll be talking about in this podcast are Mary Griffith, um, an evangelical Christian who tries to cure her son of homosexuality, Bobby Griffith, Mary's son who struggles with accepting himself due to his mother's faith, Jeanette, Bobby's accepting cousin, Ed, Bobby's masculine brother, Robert, Mary's distant husband, David, Bobby's eventual love interest, and the Reverend, who helps Mary with Bobby's passing. Uh, in this podcast, I'll be covering my thoughts and opinions on the movie and how I think it relates to the real world. So, the first scene of the movie starts out with some foreshadowing to the end of the film, and it almost gives away what happens to Bobby. Um, it then cuts to family tapes of Bobby's family being happy and messing around. I thought this contrast showed that even though Bobby was struggling with his sexuality and his faith, he still had some happiness in life. And I think that while watching this film, it was important not just focus on the negatives, but also the positives that he had in his life. So... It then cuts to a scene where they're all celebrating Bobby's grandmother's birthday. Um, this is where we learn that Bobby has a girlfriend, and in the same scene, Bobby's brother mocks feminine men, feminine men by picking up his grandmother's purse. This uh, clearly made Bobby uncomfortable, and shortly after that, we learn that the whole family views homosexuality as a sin. His grandmother stated that all queers should be lined up and shot. Uh, Bobby's father then makes a joke, and we get a hint that he isn't as strict with his views. Um, the next scene cuts to Bobby driving and breaking up with his girlfriend eventually. Um, and then he stops to look at the entrance of a gay bar, and then he speeds off. Uh, this is the first indication that the audience learns that Bobby might be gay. The next scene then depicts Bobby's suicide attempt after we hear an over voice of what we can assume is Bobby's journal. Bobby wrote that he doesn't feel free anymore, that he is afraid to fly because there is so much in the world that is too painful to run into. Anyways, Bobby's suicide attempt starts out with him watching gay pornography. And then Bobby grabs a bottle of aspirin from the bathroom after staring at himself in the mirror. Bobby's brother then walks into his bathroom and finds Bobby crying. Uh, Bobby says that he couldn't do it because it was a sin. At this point, I started to realize that Bobby's internal struggle with accepting his sexuality has a large part to do with his family's faith. Um, and then Bobby comes out to his brother, who takes it decently, but not that great. So, Bobby tells his brother to not tell his mom and dad. Then Bobby's brother promises, and then in the very next scene, he tells his mother. I did some research, and it turns out that LGBT youth are three times as likely to contemplate suicide uh, more than straight youth, with suicide being the second most leading cause of death from those aged 10 to 25. 
these statistics skyrocket when a person comes out to somebody and they reject them. I thought that this statistic was intriguing due to the ending of the movie. Um, I think if Bobby's brother hadn't had been there for him in his time of need rather than betraying him, he might have not made a successful second attempt. So, Bobby tells his brother not to tell his mom and dad. Then Bobby's brother promises, and in the very next scene, he tells his mother. I did some research, and LGBT youth are three times as likely to contemplate suicide compared to straight youth, with suicide being the second leading cause of death from those aged 10 to 25. These statistics skyrockets when a person comes out to somebody and they reject them. And I thought that this specific statistic was intriguing due to the ending of the movie. I think if Bobby's brother had been there for him in his time of need rather than betraying him, he might have not made a successful second attempt. Anyways, the next scene is Bobby's mother, father, and brother confronting him. In this scene, they tell Bobby that they love him, but that his sinful nature must be dealt with. Bobby's mother deals with this by researching religious treatments at work, and she decides to take Bobby to a psychiatrist who she believes can cure homosexuality. The psychiatrist asked Bobby some questions, like, how many girls he, has he been with, um, and etc. And then she asked Bobby if he wanted to be a homosexual. Bobby deflected the question by saying that he just wanted to be close with his family again. And I thought this specific response showed that one of Bobby's biggest insecurities was letting down his mother. And that, that fear is also what led to most of his internal struggles. So the psychiatrist also requested that Bobby spend more time with his father. And I thought that this part really showed us that the psychiatrist was a fraud. She implied that Bobby's homosexuality was due to a disconnect with his father, which is extremely stereotypical and absurd. In her frenzy of trying to figure out what to do, Bobby's mother even brings home a girl for Bobby to go to the dance with. Um, but without him knowing, of course. And he goes, but during the dance, Bobby asks his brother what to do if she tries to kiss him, and he said, tell her you're gay. Uh, this joke, I thought, really meant a lot. So by this point, it became really clear to me that the rest of the family doesn't really mind Bobby being gay too much, but that Bobby's mother is like even embarrassed to be out in public with him because he dresses femininely and stands out like a girl. So I think that most of his insecurities are just coming from his mother and her acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, a few scenes later, after a fight with his mother, Bobby went to his first gay bar, where he kissed his first boy. Um, he then quickly leaves, and it's kind of played off like he feels ashamed, but he never says so. Um, and he notices a sign in front of the, the gay bar, um, the signs at the church, and it says that it welcomes all, and that it will be celebrating gay pride. And I thought this was the first step for Bobby to break out of his mother's control. And uh, what really helped the process was seeing that example of a group of Christians that wouldn't repress him. So, on a better note, uh, Bobby's cousin comes into town for a visit. And during a discussion over dinner, we learn that she believes that everybody should be able to love whoever they want. Soon after this, Bobby soon moves to Portland with his cousin, but only for two months. I think that this was Bobby's way of finally becoming his own person, and by getting away from his mother, he could finally be himself, even if she was still persistent in curing him. In Portland, he meets a guy at a gay bar, and Bobby finally seems happy. So then he has to move back home and deal with his mother again. Once Bobby gets back, he tells his family about the guy he met, whose name is David, and his mom basically disowns him. Uh, this scene really made me think about how some kids deal with being thrown out by their parents. I did some research, and according to the Williams Institute, 40% of the youth that they help there identify as LGBT. Um, by the way, this institute helps homeless people. So these statistics carry to other sites that I also found. And I found this alarming. And while Bobby was never really, he was disowned, but he was never kicked out, he was essentially forced out of his home because they didn't accept him. Um, I think the exact words that his mom said were was, I wouldn't have a son at all if he was gay. So, yeah. So, um, in the next scene, Bobby goes on to meet David's family. And he seems to have mixed feelings about being there. During the scene, it showed flashbacks to uh, his mother saying awful things to him. And that's why I think his feelings are due to his mother and his own trouble with his own family. Um, in the next scene, Bobby calls David in an emotional state. And when he doesn't pick up, he goes out to find him. Bobby then catches David with another man at the bar they met. Then Bobby drives his car out to an overpass, um, and he jumps. So, the next few scenes show his family learning of his passing. Um... His sister, so I think his cousin figured it out first, and then his cousin called his 
house phone, which his sister answered, and then she handed it to her dad. Um, one of the scenes that I really found sad was uh, the dad showing up at uh, Bobby's mother's work and telling her, and she like basically had a breakdown at the gate, which she couldn't get out of. But um, after after that, his memorial service finally comes up. Um, it was held in the church, and he was talked about really poorly of by the pastor, um, which makes David and Bobby's cousin feel super uncomfortable. Then David goes back to his house for the rest of the memorial service and offers his condolences to Bobby's mother and shakes her hand. She then walks to the kitchen and scrubs her hands for a couple minutes. I thought that this part was especially sad, that someone could think so poorly of another that they would run to scrub their hands after barely touching them. It really makes you wonder if that many people in society think so lowly of those who are gay. But just from the statistics of discrimination, it's clear that some, and many do. So soon after the funeral, Bobby's mother finds his journal that we've been hearing excerpts from throughout the entire story. And I think that these excerpts are just audio clips really help the readers, not readers, but watchers, understand everything that Bobby was going through. And it was pretty apparent that he was depressed throughout his final years of life. I did some more research, and according to Healthline.org, most adult depression in LGBT personnel is rooted in history of childhood discrimination and acceptance and violence. And I thought this applied directly to Bobby's life, uh, strictly due uh, because of his mother. Okay, so that's all for the first half of uh, this two-part podcast. Tune in next time, and I'll continue the summary and go over the historical impact of the film.